0: Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML.
1: We're about to get a look into a very interesting future with Tech Talk and Adam Oldfield, brought to you by Vacuum Man Furnace and Duck Cleaning. Don't be fooled
0: by imitators. And Adam, you've got a few words about that, don't you? i do shona thank you so much uh yes uh as we're very proud to sponsor tech talk i just want to be clear that you know no one likes those annoying calls six o'clock you're getting home you're tired you had a long day and somebody calls you and they're claiming that they want to clean your air duct systems i i feel bad because i'm in the business and i've now discovered that just be very cautious folks if you're getting a soliciting phone call please please just do your research I've realized that many of them uh, are now using Man furnace and duct cleaning, as a mode of how to market themselves. And uh, I'm in a bit of a, p- a pickle right now as I'm out there trying to convince others that have booked, thinking they're booking Man, but it's often not replicated, never duplicated. Please just check the website it is VacuumMan.com or call the number on the website. Just to double, double, double check. Uh, Anyway, this season is important. And if you uh, don't want to be duped, make sure you do double check if you're looking at getting your uh, furnace and air ducts clean. So anyway, that was your public service announcement, Shona.
1: (laughs) Well, and it is something you might want to consider at this time of year because you're going to be spending a lot of time indoors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you know, the air quality in, in homes is you're, you know, yeah, family visiting and, of course, who knows where and what with flu season and, and, and COVID and otherwise. Uh, it, again, this doesn't remove the COVID situation or the viruses. But what it does is it, it assists with proper maintenance of your furnace. It does, uh, especially with energy costs going up, it does run more efficiently. Your furnace uh, is, is right now using a lot of gas. It probably uses uh, electricity. And in that, if it's running optimal, your energy costs will be lowered if, if it's clean
1: And who couldn't use that at this time of year? Um, But let's get to some of the gadgets and the tech stuff, because you you teach me something new every single time we talk, (laughs) and there's a lot new that's coming down the pike
0: yes uh this one I want to talk about right now is I come from radio my background and Shona you and I worked together and one of the things I remember there was a promotion that was done on the radio where they would say you had to play our music all the time and it would repel mosquitoes and that was one of my favorite promotions not mine unfortunately I didn't come up with it but I loved it anyway the Martin Luther University have actually scientists created an ability to do a 3D printed insect repellent ring so what they've done is used the main ingredients that you would you know use and off and other insect repellents and now you can create your own ring um what's unique about this fact is okay it's a ring um and you put it on and it it more or less with the chemical information it can then uh resonate and this apparently works is you wear this 3d mosquito repellent ring And you can make it yourself. You don't have to go to the store, buy them. So it customizes to your ring size. And now you can create this ability to, uh, you know, I guess right now is probably not really a concern. Mosquitoes maybe aren't too much of an issue in northern uh, Canada at this moment. But if you want to get yourself a 3D printer for Christmas, worried about next season when it gets warm, mosquitoes will be here probably to the end of time. And now you can print yourself a 3D ring and again, with the materials and the chemicals that will repel mosquitoes from it.
1: Wow. But, but actually, 3D printing may go the way of the dinosaur.
0: Well, it's pretty much old news. Actually, I I probably (laughs) felt like I was talking about VCRs at that moment, honestly, because you're right. Uh, This is, you know, as I was talking about how cool that was, uh, you're right. My next story is pretty simple. It's called The Replicator. Now, if anyone has ever seen Star Trek, you remember that there is, you know, in Star Wars or any sci-fi movie back in the 70s and 80s, they would push a button and it would instantly make whatever it was you wanted, whether it was soup, a cup of coffee, cafe, whatever they refer to it. This is now existing. Researchers have now been able to create, and they are calling it the replicator. So they haven't even tried to change the name, Shona. They're just literally going, well, everyone knows what that is. So we're just going to call it the same thing. So let me try to describe how it works. So uh, it takes a, a, a epoxy, or a, a, the product of which uh, the, the elements are made. So again, this isn't making a cup of coffee or, or chicken noodle soup right, right now. It's more like plastic or... Uh, pcv products or otherwise and you pour the chemical in the system then the computer will take the contents of what it is you want to make and then using light beams and computer technology and AI, it more or less zaps the protons and molds the product into the image of which you want to make. So where 3D printing does it in layers, uh, almost like a dot matrix in the days when you used to hear the, the ribbon go back and forth over the, pr- over the paper. This is almost taking 3D printing to the next level. It uh, uses, um, I'm kind of dumbing it down, but take a microwave thought, uh, plug it into your computer and go, I'm gonna make a garden gnome. And you would add the products, pick your garden gnome vision, push the button, and within a few minutes, it is replicated. And you can now create multiple versions in this new uh, product that is going to be coming out. So think of it as a very advanced printer And they have just come out with this. So uh, the days of 3D printing are yesterday. So, you know, that's why the mosquito rings. uh, That was yesterday's news. The new one is the replicator, folks. And this is going to be revolutionary in all we do in the future, Shona.
1: Yeah, but I could see that mosquito ring translating to this new technology very
0: easily. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, with a lot of the other things, like where this is really handy and and what they're thinking is uh, the replicator. Say, uh, you know, you needed a spoon uh, or say you needed uh, like just a simple, uh, maybe cooking uh, materials or, uh, you know, something for the house or the home. You would normally go to the store, look for, you know, say a, a phone holder or, you know, this is really where they're seeing the advancement of this technology would go. You would, instead of buying the product, you would buy the the artwork, or the draft, or the the blueprint, and that's the future where they're saying. So, if instead of going to Amazon, buying the product, waiting for it to ship, you would buy the raw materials, buy the blue uh, the blueprint, and then you'd be able to print it directly. That's the vision of how this will be applied.
1: Um, I also saw that you you were talking a little bit about um, uh, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, correct?
0: That is correct, yes. Okay. And they've got a great, uh, you know, when we talk about this tech, uh, you know, we always think of computers and diodes and microchips and otherwise. I thought this was really cool. Uh, it's called Title. It's a project called Tidal. Alphabet is, uh, as you mentioned, the parent company of Google. And what they're doing right now is they're trying environment is a big, big thing. Um, and what we've noticed is that, obviously, carbon dioxide is a big issue in our oceans. And, you know, we talk about everything above uh, the, the ground when we talk about air and air quality. Quality and otherwise well uh, Google is is created a product called title and this is going to be revolutionary in respects to monitoring how fish grow in aqua forms uh, how they can develop and and be able to actually clean seagrass is what they're looking at creating they're doing seagrass is the research to see very similar to the trees, creating better oxygen. They're creating seagrass that has been damaged over the years to uh, create a more uh, environmental safe bed for our oceans. Um, So what they're doing is taking a bit of their algorithms and information of what they're creating, more or less trying to create some seagrass or build some lawns underwater. Um, And this is a big development as you know, Google has created different products in the environmental development side of things. These are divisions of which they are expanding on. So it's It's not just search engine folks they're actually creating products and technology that you know could create a solar panel uh that that develops agricultural uh developments and and developing energy back to the electrical grids so i'll be probably talking about that a little more in our future tech talks of all the alphabet side companies but just for a side note you can when you google you can now think of seagrass growing under the ocean and all courtesy of the mighty alphabet aka google well, we've got just a couple of
1: minutes before we've got to take a break, but you're kind of leading into something that I was really fascinated with, because there's a, been a lot of talk this week about EV production. You know, we've got the, uh, the first um, delivery vans that are being built right here in Ontario up at the Camby uh, the plant in Ingersoll, but a Dutch startup company is kind of leapfrogging over that technology.
0: Yeah. One of the things is, uh, and this is genius, and this should have happened before, uh, Shona, is that uh, there's now Renault is actually partnering with Airbus, which is one of the manufacturers of one of the airlines, with advancing and sharing their research development. So primarily taking their electric vehicles, they're trying to create a solid state battery. Um, Now, many of us just think of battery, lithium ion. There's actually a difference. There's a solid state battery and a lithium ion battery. Tesla's currently use a lithium ion. Solid States are as the same size, but they, they charge quicker. They give you uh, double the amount of energy output. Um, and why that's important is Renault and Airbus are coordinating together to create a battery and uh, that would be able to power both either a vehicle or an airline. As many airlines are trying to determine the, bel- uh, the balance of weight uh, in regards to power, uh, it's very concerning to think about uh, where or what an airplane, if it was fully electric, I would be concerned, to be honest with you, and I'm a tech guy, getting on an airline going, this is fully electric, enjoy your airline. I'd be like, wow, when did we run out of power? Uh, or it needs to reboot in the sky. Um, solid state is a development of which uh, a battery, we're going to hear more of this, and it hasn't been perfected just yet, uh, but it is going to be that development that we're going to see and the advancement of why these, uh, why this is a newsworthy story, is that it's going to take that 60 kilowatt battery that's going to give you, instead of 500 kilo it's going to give you a thousand kilometers and you don't have to add more battery or more mass to it. So that's one of the biggest advances and I hopefully we will see more of that in some of the electric vehicle developments as we see it progressing in the future.
1: That is amazing, especially when we got word this week that uh, a number of airlines are going to be adding a 10% fee onto uh, a lot of airline tickets for long distance travel because of the higher cost of fuel. We were talking about uh, a new kind of, of battery powered that will help with powering airplanes it's just amazing to me um, but also <laughs> apparently there's a now a dutch startup company that uh, is taking um well it's not an ev it's it's a different uh, power of car and they're creating a whole new car for it
0: yeah this is uh you know it was in concept about a year ago two years ago it was discussed of how can we prolong the charging. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, how electrical vehicles are going to advance over time and how they're going to develop, the biggest thing that's been talked about is solar power. How can a car be able to harvest the sun's power to be able to give it uh, the, the the energy it needs to be able to drive? Now, um, there's a company in Finland, and what they've done is, is called the Lightyear Zero. Uh, it's a four-door electric car, but it runs off of solar panels along the hood. Um, And again, this is gonna put a whole new meaning to the word sunroof. Um, But it is a solar panel on the roof and the uniqueness of the vehicle is it can travel a hundred kilometers a day while, while it's charging on solar energy. Now, it can still plug in, um, and it, instead of using batteries, it is the vision of what this company is trying to take. So think of it as a hybrid of where a gas electric car, this is a hybrid solar battery car. What's cool about the vehicle is it's actually manufactured by Porsche, the Porsche Boxster uh, manufacturing plant. So the style of this vehicle has a very, very unique, slick look to it, very aerodynamic. But it is a four-door. Um, And this is the part which is interesting is that, you know, it doesn't get a lot of charge. I want to be very clear, Shona. This is the first production car. It's not a prototype. So this is actually going to roll out. It's not uh, in theory could work. It's actually going to be available. Um, They haven't put a price point on it yet, but what I've heard is it's going to be in a six-figure development. Now the sun's power, just to be clear, you could be spending a lot of money feeling like you're doing a lot of good, but in a day, and again, using power that's mainly when the sun is in its full, uh, you know, not a cloudy day, um, you will get a full maximum power. So assuming the sun is on all day, you would get about uh, between 30 to 40 extra kilometers on your drive. So uh, which could make a big difference between whether or not you make it to the next hotel, motel, or your family you're trying to visit. Um, But the reality is that we are now moving into a solar powered charging hybrid battery vehicle for the EV market.
1: And if they're actually going to put it on the market, that means they expect some of those numbers to go up very fast and very soon.
0: Absolutely, yes. And we can expect to see that the development and research, as we heard, there's much, uh, a lot of research going into this. We're going to probably, I anticipate, in the next three years um, that the solar-powered capabilities of which these vehicles are going... Could be 100% capable of not even needing to be added to the grid. Uh, they're claiming that they're getting lighter. As I mentioned earlier, the solid state battery will be a massive. Uh, improvement in technology if it was added to a solar power car, as it can hold more power, get more distance. So think of it as that 40 kilometers I referenced before with the solar power charge, you would now get 100 kilometers in the same amount of power being collected. So that's the advancements we're going to see in the next few years. Adam, we've only got a couple of minutes left. And, um, you
1: know, there's, there's always so much for us to be able to talk about. It doesn't seem like we have anywhere near enough time. But there are a couple of items I wanted to make sure we get in here. And one of them is the virtual reality helmets that uh, Apple expects to launch in the next year
0: it's been a rumor it's been discussed folks it is existing yes and Apple takes a little while they always but they do things well I have to admit like I'm not a I'm not a big Apple uh mobile device but it is going to come out and it's official it's had a bunch of code names and otherwise but the new operating system of their virtual reality helmets has been announced uh and by the way we will hear about this at the next Apple keynote it's called the xros meaning uh a, a virtual reality uh, augmented reality operating system system. So it's going to be a unique operating system for Apple in their headset gear. And it's coming out. It is official. So it's no longer rumor. It's just uh, needing some time to be perfected by Apple.
1: So it won't be at this year's Consumer Electronics Show.
0: I don't think it will be at the show. It could be announced of the an, the name of the software and the capabilities of when it does come. And they might be referencing, you might be hearing it. Why I'm bringing it up is your Apple Watch and the new iPhone will be integrated with XROS. So if you hear that, you'll be able to go, oh, what's, what is What is that? What is that software? It will be their uh, virtual reality headsets. Um, SpaceX apparently has unveiled a new Starshield. Well, you know, if you're going to have a lot of satellites in the sky, and uh, we're referring to 40,000 of them, uh, which is owned by Elon Musk (laughs) company, SpaceX has announced that they're now providing an encrypted satellite internet services exclusive for government. What's unique about it is, of course, uh, you know, satellite signals and internet is a little bit susceptible to being, I'm going to say it hacked. Um, And so SpaceX has actually announced that they have a unique uh, encrypted option for government operations that can now get encrypted internet safe and secure worldwide so the key thing is all governments not unique to any specific government so i'm sure spacex is going to open this to any country that wishes to pay for it that wishes to pay for it of course they will
1: Um, and it, we again we only have a couple of minutes left and this is something that I really wanted to get to because it's one of those things that makes you go hmm they didn't think of this and that is a smart a smart doorbell and the
0: battery that was put into it you know I yeah I'm glad you're bringing this one up and we had time for it folks the if you're looking online there's a lot of sales and the Google Nest doorbell I'm going to comment phenomenal it is a great product however Keep in mind that the battery operation versus the wired operation is a lot less expensive. I just want to be clear that we live in Canada and depending on where you are in Hamilton or any city for that matter, if you've got a major street like Victoria or Maine and your house is located there and you put the doorbell on, the battery, two things. Number one, a lot of activity will obviously draw the power of the the doorbell. But in Canada, they made the announcement in small print, of course, is that if it's less than zero degrees Celsius for long periods of time, it will drain your battery much quicker. So just so you know, the The uh, Google Nest doorbell, battery operated, you do need to charge it. It's got a pretty hefty battery, don't get me wrong. But they do have on the, uh, just read the small print and keep in mind where your doorbell is I'm going to guess this, Shona, and I hope I'm wrong. I'll let the weather department hopefully prove me otherwise, is that the the temperature is going to be less than zero degrees Celsius, possibly for more than three days. You're probably going to realize your doorbell may not be operating. And just to be clear, you need to bring it inside, get it back to room temperature. Then you need to charge it. Otherwise, you could damage the battery or in my uh, i have a uh, one of the girls in my office she bought one put it internally in the house and then that way when her dog wants to go outside the nest doorbell will go off and tell her that she's time time to let the uh, the puppy out to go have its moment so uh, just to, if you want to use it internally i don't know why you'd want to but anyway that is an option available to you but keep in mind those Google Nest battery doorbells yes folks less than 0 degrees temperature they're going to probably drain very quickly
1: and i'm going to assume that the uh, the more the colder it gets the faster it's going to drain that. Adam, we have to go, and I really appreciate your time today. It's always fascinating talking to you.
0: Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
1: You too. This has been Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuum Man Furnace and Duck Cleaning on 900 CHML in Hamilton, 980 CFPL in London.
0: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.